Shalom, everyone. Praise the most high for you all joining us tonight for our um, weekly Bible study, Pastor Battle. We, um, I pray that everyone is having a blessed day. Uh, hot outside where I am. Uh, but praise the most high for you all being a part of this, this um, Bible study. So we're going to start off today with a word of prayer, and then we're going to count the Omer of day number 46, and then we're going to get right into uh, Bible study. So let's, let's, let's start off with a word of prayer. Yahweh, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made. And Yahweh, still rejoicing and glad in this day. Thank you for every trial and test that we've encountered today, for that we understand that they are teachers and tutors, uh, teaching us, helping us to grow. Thank you, Yah, for giving us patience uh, to be able to, to stand firm in your word. For your word says, through faith and patience, that one can inherit the promise. Help us to remain patient and to continue to trust in you, Yah, so that we can inherit <clears throat> what you've promised us. Yah, I ask you tonight just to uh, give us wisdom and understanding and increase our trust as we learn your word. Convict us by your rule, Kakodesh, your spirit of sin and help us to avoid sin, uh, intentional sin and walk away from things that we know that we should not do. Help us not give in to the desire of our own flesh or give in to the adversary as he appears to our evil inclination. But help us y'all to surrender ourselves to you, trust in your word, believe in you, uh, walk in holiness, desire to seek your kingdom first. I ask you God, to help us to be uh, people who follow your Torah. For we understand that, the, that, that after Yeshua says, and uh, we're filled with the rule of Hakodesh, you put your Torah on our heart. So we realize that the Torah is, is for a redeemed people. And we thank you for that. Thank you for your mercy and your love and kindness. For your good to us. And we just just glorify you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Hallelujah. So now we're on day number 46 of County Omer, uh, week 7. Uh, so we have uh, the att seven attributes, majesty, dignity, and leadership. So today is um, day number 46. We praise you, O Yahweh, O King of the universe, who has sanctified us by Yahshua the Messiah, our eternal Redeemer and Savior, and commanded us to counter Omer. By faith, we went with joyful hearts to celebrate the ascending of your rule, Kakodesh. Psalm 67 says, Yah, be merciful to us and bless us. May, may you make your face shine toward us so that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples give thanks to you, Yah. Let the peoples give thanks to you, all of them. Let the nations be glad and shout for joy, for you will judge the peoples fairly and guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples give thanks to you, Yah. Let the peoples give thanks to you, all of them. The earth has yielded its harvest, and may Yah our El bless us. May Yah continue to bless us, so that all the ends of the earth will fear you. Now, sitting at the feet of our Messiah Yeshua, dignity and endurance. The dignity we are re referring to is the ability to behave in a way that shows you respect who you are and whose you are. It is the ability to stay calm, even in, in a very difficult situation. It is, a, it is a calm and serious manner of quality. It is something that man cannot take away from you. The only way to lose it is if you yield to it. <clears throat> Believers 
should maintain dignity and endurance in their lives and ministries. You should know that people are watching and studying you, and some things you do will have long-term effects. The dignity and the endurance of Daniel surprised those who hated him, opposed him, and plotted against him. The scripture says in Daniel 6, 1-4, through 4, that it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel Daniel was one. <clears throat> and the satraps might give account to them so that the king will suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought of setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to, to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. These men said, what, what shall we find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his ill? Daniel was honest and faithful and he maintained his integrity and dignity. <clears throat> he was faithful doing his duties and carried out his obligations in the, in the affairs of the kingdom where he served. And those who wanted to accuse him did not find any fault or error in him. They might have set traps for him, but they still could not find anything they could use to charge and accuse him. How many of us have this testimony in our lives, or duties, or obligations, or jobs, or assemblies and ministries? Job was a man of dignity and endurance. He held fast to, to Yah and did not allow trials to separate him from Yah. Job remained faithful to Yah in spite of what he suffered. Speaking of him to Satan, Yah said, Have you considered my servant Job, that, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears Yah and shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. Speaking of integrity and dignity, speaking of, of the integrity and dignity of David, the scriptures also said, said also chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the, the, the ooze that had, young, that had young and brought him to the shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Psalm 78, 70, and 72. David knew who he was and whose he was from a young age. He had dignity and the heart to endure. He would not be intimidated by Goliath's size, skill, experience, weapons, or words. His dignity is what pushed him to fight the giant and in picking up five stones, we see it was his heart that prepared him to go the distance. 1 Samuel 17, 45-48 Then David said to the Philistine, you come, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the heir of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day Yahweh will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is an ale in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that Yah 
does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is yours, and he will give you into our hands. As leaders in our homes and assemblies, it is our responsibility to teach our young people who they are and whose they are. Yahweh's children, Israel, so that as they get older and are faced with temptations and distractions, they can maintain their dignity and have the endurance to make it through the trials, becoming strong young people like Daniel and the other Hebrew, Hebrew boys were. Looking at these three examples of many in the scriptures, of many in the scriptures, we see a person's dignity and a leader's success is tested by their ability to endure. You would you you will and and determination, your will and determination reflect the power and majesty of your spirit. So how determined are you reaching your goals? How strong is your conviction to fight for a dignified cause? How confident are you in yourself and in the gifts Yah has given you? Is your lack of endurance a result of your low self-esteem? Do you mask your insecurities by finding other excuses for your low endurance level? Brothers and sisters, our dignity should not be based on our bank account or our jobs or titles. Our integrity, dignity, and endurance should be based on the fact that we are royalty. Out of the billions of people in this world, he called you because he wants you to be an important part of his plan for mankind. He called you to be sons and daughters of the most <coughs> of the most high ill. <coughs> Excuse me. The world has its form and sense of dignity because of class, status, and wealth. But this mindset should not flow into the assemblies of Yahweh. Revelations 2, 8 through 11. And to the messenger of the assembly in Smyrna write, These are the words of the first and the last, who died and came to life again. I know your affliction and distress and pressing trouble and your poverty, but you are rich, and how you are abused and reviled and slandered by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Fear nothing that you are about to suffer. Dismiss your dreads and your fears. Behold, the devil is indeed about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested and proved and critically appraised, and for ten days you will have affliction. Be loyal, be loyally faithful unto death, even if you must die for it, and I will give you the crown of life. He who is able to hear, let him listen and to heed what the Ruach says to the assemblies. He who overcomes is virtuous shall in no way be injured by the second death. So this is what exercise for the day. Act on something that you believe in, but have until but but have until now have been tentative, tentative about. Take the leap and just do it. Amen. So take heed to what I've just read. And again these questions, these are some awesome awesome, uh, awesome questions. So I'm going to read them one more time. How determined are you in reaching your goal? How determined are you in reaching your goal? How strong is your conviction to fight for a dignified case? And how confident are you in yourself and in the gifts Yahweh has given you? Is your lack of endurance a result of low self-esteem? Do you match your insecurities 
by finding other excuses for your low endurance level. So ask yourself these questions. Amen. And we're going to get started tonight. Just a little small uh, portion in Romans 12 about renewing our mind. Um, I praise Yah that he has given us, uh, and you also need to praise him also, that he has given us the ability to think. You know, some people don't have the ability to make right decisions. Uh, we see it all day, every day. People, the people who we know supposedly to be adults, whether they're 20, 30, 40, even teenagers, who make decisions that we look at them and be like, that's kind of a bad decision. That's a crazy decision. So praise the most high for your mind, you know, if you're making the right decisions and obeying his word. So we're going to, uh, our scripture today, we're going to deal with this. It's going to be coming from the uh, book of Romans, chapter number 12. So, and I have the complete Jewish Bible. So I'm going to read Romans 12, beginning at verse 1. It says, I exhort you, therefore, brothers, in view of Yah's mercies, to offer yourselves as a sacrifice, living and set apart for Yah. This will please him. It is a logical temple worship for you. In other words, do not let yourselves be conformed to the standards of this Olam Hazar or this present world. Instead, keep letting yourselves be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you would, so that you would know what Yah wants and will agree that what he wants is good, satisfying, and able to succeed. For I am telling you, for I am telling every single one of you through the grace that has been given to me not to have exaggerated ideas about your own importance. Instead, develop a sober estimate of yourself based on the standard which Yah has given to each of you, namely, trust. For just as there are many parts that compose one body, but the parts don't all have the same function, so there are many of us, and in union with the Messiah, we comprise one body, with each, with each of us belonging to the others. But we have gifts that differ and are meant, and which are meant to be used according to the grace that's been given to us. If your gift is prophecy, use it to extend your trust. If it is serving, use it to serve. If it is a teacher, use your gift in teaching. If you are a counselor, use your gift to comfort and exhort. If you are someone who gives, do it simply and generously. If you are in a position of leadership, lead with diligence and zeal. If you are one who does acts of mercy, do them cheerfully. Don't let love be a mere outward show. Recoil from what is evil and cling to what is good. Love each other devotedly and with brotherly love and set examples for each other and showing respect. Don't be lazy when hard work is needed, but serve Yah with spiritual fervor. Rejoice in your hope, be patient in your troubles, and continue steadfastly in prayer. Share what you have with Yah's people and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them, don't curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be sensitive to each other's needs. Don't think yourselves better than others, but make humble people your friends. Don't be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but try to do what everyone regards as good. If possible, 
and to the extent that it depends on you, live in peace with all people. Never seek revenge, my friends. Instead, leave that to Yah's anger. For in tonight it is written, Yah says, Vengeance is my responsibility, and I will repay. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap fiery coals of shame on his head. And don't be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. So we're talking about having a renewed mind tonight. Um, the Apostle Paul says, um, in view of Yah's mercies, to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. As a sacrifice living and set apart for Yah. For this will please him. And it's a logical temple worship for you. But here it is. In, in other words, it's what he's saying. In other words, don't let yourselves be conformed to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Today, as I was thinking, you know, I was just thinking the most high and just 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 giving praise to him about um him giving me a mind to think. You know, I see so many people uh in captivity in their mind. You know, not making right decisions. And, and, and when, when I'm saying this, I'm talking from the perspective of believers. Because the world is going to be the world. The world is going to act like the world. The world is going to do what the world wants to do. They're going to they uh, chase money. They're going to chase sex. They're going to chase power. And anybody that's a part of that, that, that world system are going to chase those things. The world is going to be full of sin. They're going to do things that that, that, that we shouldn't do. That, that's going to be uh, running rampant in, in crime, violence, uh, homosexuality, drug addiction, all kind of things. But as believers, we have the responsibility to be renewed in our mind and not live according to the world's standards. And so then Paul, then, then Paul begins to say this. Listen, in verse 3, he says, For I am telling every single one of you, every single one of you, through the grace that's been given to me, do not have exaggerated ideas about your own importance. But instead, develop a sober estimate of yourself based on the standard which Yah has given each of you, namely trust. So Paul is saying, do not have an exaggerated idea or an overestimation of your own self or your own importance. And that's the thing I want I want to address. You cannot have a renewed mind thinking you better than someone than someone else. You can't have a renewed mind without looking at Yah's word and seeing how your mind should be. This week I was having a conversation with a person and they were telling me about how we shouldn't follow the Torah. How Yeshua done away with the old covenant. And they were telling me how uh, that, that, that anyone that, that honors Yah on the Sabbath is an evil person. Or a wicked person. And that, 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 and that if, we, uh, if, if we commit one sin, we get to them all. And then I, may, I must have me an altar in my yard. Sacrificing animals to the Most High. Now that's one of the most ridiculous and stupidest things that I've ever heard. But you know, you have people whose mind is like that to want to discredit you 
based on their religious standard or based on what, what they think they know instead of what the word says. And, and what that does to us, if we buy into that, we respond, you know, as, as, as if we're smarter than that person or even as if we're better than those people. But, but, but we're told uh, through y'all's word to humble ourselves. Don't have an exaggerated idea about our own importance, but realize who we are, realize in the capacity of which we should operate in, in whatever office that, we're, that Yah has called us. So when Paul is telling us to humble ourselves and he's telling us to follow uh, the Most High, he begins to give these examples. And so one of the examples that he, that he gives uh, in the examples is this right here. He says, um, if, you, if, you, if you are serving, uh, if, if your gift is serving, use it to serve. And when you serve, and listen here, not out of, out of bragging, but out of humility, serving others so that they can see the most high in you. If your gift is, is teaching, and you're using your gift in teaching, you're teaching the word of Yah so that Yah can be seen and so that people can have an understanding of what he requires, what he wants. And, 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 uh, and when, I, when I say teaching, I'm not meaning just in ministry. Because I think that, that many of us have gotten the understanding that, that, that when we have the word of God, that it's only used to operate in ministry. But you have to remember that when Yah called his people, he called out a nation. He called a nation out of bondage. He made a covenant with a nation. And his covenant with the nation was not based on building Christianity. It was not based on building ministry. But it was based on building uh, the nation to please him. Now, the word church is, 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 is kind of like a bad, a bad translation. Because when Yeshua says, when Yeshua told Peter, on, on, on this rock that I, that I build my, uh, my ecclesia, he, he, he wasn't meaning church. He wasn't meaning in a building where, we, where, where we're going to play instruments and we're going to do praise and worship and then we're going to dance a little bit and we're going to say these ritual prayers and we're going to have the, the, the minister teach. That's not what his intentions and that's not what he meant. He was, he, he was meaning his called out ones. <clears throat> Those who, who have been called out of the world and have been reconciled to Yah. And, and now, because they are reconciled to Yah, they begin to follow his standards. So, as far as teaching, not just teaching in ministry, but teaching in everyday life, and the, entire, and, and, and the, 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 the center of every individual's life should be the most high. So in teaching, we teach in humility and we teach people the ways of the Most High so that they can know how to live in this life. I was telling my son earlier <clears throat> this week about his gifts will make room for him. Or telling my children, actually, about their gifts making room. And when I'm saying that, for so many years we've heard people say, well, your gift going to make room. And, and with that mindset, we've always... I've always thought about church, so I couldn't wait till the doors opened up, and I can go to this congregation and that congregation. I can fly to this place and that place to preach the gospel because I thought my gift was just ministry, teaching the word. 
And then you had, then I see other folks thinking that their gift was dancing. So they thought that y'all was gonna open the door for them and they're gonna go to ministry and do different dances or sing. But that's not, that, that is not at all what that's, that, that's meaning. It's whatever gift that the Most High has given you in life. But, but remember this, you can't operate in your gifts if your mind is not renewed. Because if your mind is not renewed and you begin to use certain things, you, you begin to see your own importance and you begin to have an overestimation of your own self. And your mind can't be renewed thinking you're better. That's why Paul is telling us to humble yourself. In your teachings, um, do, uh, uh, humble yourself and do it humble. But verse 9 <clears throat> and 12 says this, Don't let love be a mere outward show. But record from what is evil and cling to what is good and love each other devotedly and with brotherly love and set examples for each other and show them respect. It said, don't be lazy when hard work is needed, but serve Yah with spiritual fervor. But don't let your love be an hour show. And what we have done, because our minds are renewed, we only love people in front of other people. You know, it's easy to show compassion and show, oh, that's so sad, or yay, that's good, where others are around. But an hour show doesn't determine your heart. Because your love should come, the love for y'all should come out of your heart, out of your mind. That, is, that you're not doing what you're doing for people, and you're not responding for, for people just to be seen by other folks and for them to say how good you are or how, how, how man, such and such man, that's a good brother, man, because he be helping folks and then you, you feel good and you got to, because you got accolades. But when no one is bragging on you and no one is saying thank you and no one is patting you on the back and no one is doing kudos, then you get offended. But don't let your love be just an outward show. But set examples for people by showing respect and loving them with the love of Yah and doing what should be done. Now, people ask this question. Well, what is the love of Yah? And I've heard the answer before for other folks say, well, the love of Yah is agape love. Well, that's a Greek mindset. And it's an abstract because when you say agape love, you say, well, it's unconditional love. And then then, 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 then that poses another question. But loving the most high should be from a Hebrew perspective, which should be a half. Which means to provide and to protect as a privileged and precious gift. Which means to give yourself for the, to the, for the benefit of another. Which means to love them regardless to how you feel. Regardless to how, how you're mind. The example that I will use um, is, is, is in the book of Exodus when it states that if you... It, here is love from Yah's perspective. Is that when you are walking and you happen to and you happen to see your enemy's ox that went astray, then you are to get the ox and take it back and restore it to its owner. Now the owner is your enemy. Knowing they don't like you, knowing they mistreated you, maybe said something about you. But you see their property, and they're no longer around. Now, you 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 are to get that ox and return it back to its owner. That goes beyond how you feel in your mind. It goes beyond getting revenge, or it says 
if you are walking and you have to and you happen to see your enemy or the one who hates you under his under his load in a ditch, then you are to go and restore that person, help them out of that ditch. Now, this is someone that hates you, but we are to show brotherly love and set and set examples and show respect. So we are to respect and set examples and show love in spite of what the individual has said or have done toward us. Uh, as I as I've taught people, and even this morning as I was teaching my children, the Most High is not going to judge you based on what someone else is saying about you or what they've done to you. But he's going to judge you based on what you do and your response. So we still have a responsibility to do what's right from the Most High's perspective. And you can't do that if your mind is not renewed. You can't be conformed to the world's standards because the world tells you to walk away. They don't care about you anyway. When they talk about you, talk back, talk back about them. Or you know what? Forget them because hey, you know what? Hmm, they 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 they've been mean to you anyway. But we can't respond like that. We get we 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 have to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And 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 let me explain why. Because when your mind is new, then two things: you understand your previous condition, and then therefore you should be able to understand. The other individual's condition to know that their mind is blind. They don't have the most high on the inside of them. And therefore, they really don't understand what they're doing or even why they're doing what they're doing. And you should be able to have compassion toward them because you was once in that same situation. You was once in that same boat that you made stupid decisions, or excuse me, crazy decisions, whichever words you want to choose to use. Since, since the word stupid may offend some people. But you realize that you did make stupid decisions, whether it's offensive or not. You know, or you made bad decisions. Yeshua, when he was on the cross, getting ready to give his life up, he, his prayer that he prayed to the Father was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now understand this. Yeshua is, is the exact image of the invisible Elohim. He, he, he's yard in the flesh. So now he spoke, and when he spoke, he didn't speak lies. He spoke truth. So when he said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. He was not making excuses for them. He understood their mind and comprehend what they were doing. So he asked for the Most High to forgive them. So when your mind is renewed, you should have the understanding that people sometimes do things without having an understanding of the consequences they're doing or not even excuse, of the consequences they're going to face or, or don't even have an understanding of the actions they're doing. So we got to be able to love them. Period. Amen. Uh, verse 12 says this. Rejoice in your hope. And be patient in your troubles. And continue steadfastly in prayer. Say rejoice in your hope. And be patient in your troubles. And continue steadfastly with prayer. Why? Rejoice in, the, in your hope because the Most High is going to do it. And be patient in your troubles. Because you're going to come out of them. 
You know that for here's a great example that that, that uh, of troubles that I can that I'm going to use. When I first started driving, you know, I I, I was a young man in my twenties before I was before I ever drove um, on 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 the interstate out out of Huntsville, Alabama. So the first time in my twenties, I'm driving through Birmingham. Woo! It was overwhelming to me. Because I've never been on the interstate and all that traffic. Now, I had to maintain myself. And I had to get my composure. Because I knew that in this traffic, if I get impatient with these cars, and, and, and if I lose it, I'm going to wreck and kill myself, my family, and somebody else on the interstate. But it was overwhelming. But I had to maintain myself and be patient as I traveled down the highway. So now, in my 40s, when I travel down the highway, when I travel through Birmingham or, or through Montgomery or got to go through Atlanta, I learn how to drive and be patient and not, and, and, and not rush or, or, not, or, or not be impatient with people and I learn how to maintain myself. Or even when I'm, I'm, I'm in my own city now and traffic has increased and uh, as I'm driving to work uh, uh, to get to my job in the morning times, I got to hit the interstate and then I got to go, I got to turn left across a three lane highway where truck, what, 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 hundreds of cars are coming in a matter of minutes. And I got to be patient and I try to rush and turn it into traffic. So I got to sit there and I got to be patient so I won't kill myself or someone else won't kill me. So what I'm, what I'm, and my point I'm making is that regardless of how overwhelming things may seem in your life, you be patient and you wait on the most high and you continue to rejoice in your hope. Listen, you can if, if you be patient and wait on him, you'll always make it. See, the word says in Hebrews that through faith and patience, one shall inherit the promise. So if you want to inherit the promises of Yah, you have to be patient. If your old mind tells you to, 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 that you got to have it now, you gotta pull those strongholds down. You 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 cannot live this life by microwave living. What do I mean? Fast living. It's not gonna happen just like that. It's not gonna go away just like that. The word also tells us to endure hardness as a good soldier. The word tells us to be. That we glory in tribulation. So again, be patient in your troubles. And continue steadfastly in prayer. That they rejoice in your hope. Be patient in troubles and continue steadfast. That means continuously prayer. Be fervent in your prayer. Be strong. Don't move and seek God. And listen, through all those things, you make it through. Let me let, let, let me explain to you prayer. And prayer. It's not you saying, uh, y'all, if you bring me out, I, I'll be okay. It's not just saying, um, please help me this and that. You got to understand, the most high sees everything you go through. So prayer is a time of confession, repentance, acknowledging your state, who you are, and just seeking y'all, praying for his wisdom, praying for understanding. Praying for guidance and leadership to show you how to how, how, how to have a successful life in him. Praying for to 
that, that, that you can maintain and keep your integrity, keep your composure, walk in his ways. And as you do these things, he will bless you and he'll bring you through. Amen. Says, share what you have with Yah's people and practice hospitality. Share what you have with Yah's people. Not and practice hospitality. Now, now, now that's kind of hard. You know why? Because most folks so busy trying to get it, they don't want to give it. They don't want to share. It's all about me, 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 myself, and I. I was like that. I, as a matter of fact, I was so stingy, I didn't want to give nobody nothing. Mm -mm. And, and I used the excuse that, you know what, well, I, 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 I've never had a lot, so I got to keep what I got. Well, I've been going through so much, I got to hold on to this little bit. This is all I got. But that's not the mind to have if you're in the Messiah. Share what you have. Amen? Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them and don't curse them. Hmm. Don't curse them. Folks talk about you. You want to go in there and slap them down. You want to say something about them. God going to get you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've had folks tell me that God going to get you because you may be mad. I had, I, I've had a person one time tell me that. I said, well, what is God going to do to you then? Because you made, you made me mad. You talking about God going to get me? Well, he going to get us. <laughs> you know, I hate that mentality. You can't have that kind of mindset. You bless those who persecute you. Because you have an understanding that, that, that at times it may be a spirit persuading them to make that bad decision. So, 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 so bless them. And don't curse them. Don't curse them. It, 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 it says, um, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So don't throw no shade on people. Don't hate on people. Have compassion when people are going through. Weep with them. Be sensitive to them, to their needs, what they're dealing with. It says, it, it says, be sensitive. Don't be sensitive to each other's needs and don't think yourselves better than others. But make humble people your friend. And don't be conceited. Says be sensitive to others. And we need to. That's one of the biggest problems I see in the Hebrew community, in the Hebrew community. That man, we so much against one another. We don't care about what each other are going through. We don't care about who's hungry, who needs help. We're so mean toward people, mean spirited. Because it's about us. It can't be about you. I'm not saying you are a believer. It can't be about you. No, you got to humble yourself. And make humble people your friend. You know why? Because Yah gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. Hallelujah. It says, repay no one evil for evil. But try to do what everyone regards as good. Do what's right. If possible, listen to this. Hear it well. If possible, and to the extent that it depends on you, live in peace with our people. 
and never seek revenge. My friends, instead, leave that to Yah's anger. For in the Tanakh it is written, Yah says, Vengeance is my responsibility. I will repay. So let Yah do it. Let him fight your battles. Listen, that just lines up with the Torah that Yah will make you a kingdom of priests, that he'll protect you, he'll make your enemies free from you. All these things depends on you following his word, following his ways, and, 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 and getting rid of that worldly mindset. You know, the, the, a, a, a carnal mindset is hostile toward Yah anyway, and it cannot please him. So if you want to please him, you have to make yourself a living sacrifice acceptable to his standards. And you cannot be conformed to the world's standards. But you have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Your mind got to change. You can't have the same mindset you had. We can't continue to use the excuse, I'm only human. Kill the son and get rid of the excuse. Because excuses are smoke screens for the uncommitted. See, most of the time, we make up excuses for ourselves because we don't want to own up to something that we should not do. I'm only a man. So most people cheat, commit adultery, fornication, because they're only a human being. That's hogwash. Most folks steal because they're hungry. That's, that's mess. Let's go to Numbers 13, 15, 13. And I'm going to show you something. Because the adversary is the one that tries to come into the mind to give us excuses to make us displease God. Especially when he, especially when he knows that, um, especially, uh, uh, I mean, we're going to go to Numbers 15. Especially when he knows that Yah is going to deal with us if we do wrong. So when we see him, he, he would try to give us an excuse for the sin we did so we won't feel so bad about the sin. But let me tell you, it does not matter the excuse he give you. You still got to pay for doing wrong. So the best thing to do is do what's right. See, you're, you see, you're guilty if you do wrong, whether you sin inadvertently by mistake or on purpose. But if you sin by mistake, that means you didn't know that it was wrong. So there's grace on that. And God don't deal with you like he would deal with you if you sin on purpose. So your mind got to be renewed and you can't continue to do what's wrong on purpose. Numbers 15 uh, verse 27 says, If an individual sins by mistake, he is to offer a female goat in the first year as a sin offering. And the Kohen will make atonement before Yah for the person who makes a mistake by sinning inadvertently. And he will make atonement for him and he will be forgiven no matter if he is a citizen of Israel or a foreigner excuse me uh, 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 yeah or a foreigner living with them you are to have one law for whoever it is that does something wrong by mistake so there's grace on that that we understand that we, that we don't we, we, we don't sacrifice animals anymore we have Yeshua HaMashiach who, 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 who covers that sin that's done inadvertently by mistake but look at this right here Verse 30, Numbers 15 says, But an individual who does something intentionally, whether a citizen or a foreigner, is blaspheming Yah. That person will be cut off from his people 
because he has contempt for the word of Yah and has disobeyed his command. That person will be completely cut off. His offense will remain with him. And then they give the example. While the people of Israel were in the desert, they found a man gathering wood on the Shabbat. They found him gathering wood, brought him to Moses, Aaron, and a whole congregation. They kept him in custody because it had not yet been decided what to do with him. Then Yah said to Moses, this man must be put to death. The entire community is to stone him to death outside the camp. So the whole community brought him outside the camp and threw stones at him until he died as Yah ordered Moshe. He sinned on purpose. What do I mean? He did, he disregarded Yah's word. It, it wasn't the gathering on the wood, the gathering of the woods on Shabbat is what got him. It's that he knew that he shouldn't have done it. And on top of that, he had the day before Shabbat to get enough wood on Shabbat. And Yah determined his heart. Yah knew his motive. He knew why he did it. And that, that it's funny how they came after it gave the example if someone does something wrong intentionally. They're blaspheming Yah. Now I know some of y'all saying, well, that's the old covenant. Yah redeemed us from that. Well, that's, that's a lie. He didn't. We still have to follow Torah. The renewed covenant is just now it's placed on your heart and not on tablets of stone. Jeremiah 31, 31. But since you want to have that excuse, we don't follow that. Let's go to Hebrews 10, 26. Since you want to be in a renewed covenant. Because I read and it's in the renewed covenant. And guess what? Hebrews, the man, the, per, the writer of Hebrews is talking all about Torah. He's talking about all about the sacrifice system and the high priest. And he's dealing with Torah in Hebrews 10, in Hebrews. So Hebrews 10, 26 says this. For if we deliberately continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. But the only terrifying prospect of judgment of raging fire that will consume the enemies. Verse 28 says this. Someone who disregards the Torah of Moshe is put to death without mercy on the two on the the two words, the word of two or three witnesses. Think how much worse would be the punishment deserved by someone who has trampled underfoot the son of Yah, who has treated as something common the blood of the covenant which made him holy, and who has insulted the spirit of the spirit giver of Yah's grace. For the one who knows is the one who said, vengeance is my responsibility. I will repay. So then therefore, let's renew our mind. Let's not continue to walk in the same way. Let's not do things that we know we should not do. Let's be humble. Let's service. Let's help. Let's love. And let's do all these things with the aid of Yah's Ruach HaKodesh. So we can receive Yah's mercy. So I'm just, I'm Pastor Battle with Hive Love Ministry. I pray that you all are blessed by the word. I pray that you all take heed to what I'm saying. 
to, to, to the word because it's important that we, that, that we don't be caught up in this world system. And it's definitely important that we don't be caught up in religion. Religion will cause you to miss out on Yah. Denominational boundaries will cause you to miss out on the word of Yah. So don't be caught up in religion and denominational boundaries. Don't be caught up on what someone just tell you. But get in the word for yourself so you can know how to please the most high and how to live according to his purpose. Yah, we thank you for your word. We thank you for being so good to us. I'm asking you tonight, Father, that you would humble us and help us to walk in humility. That you would help us to not be conformed to this world's standards, but to be renewed by the spirit of our mind. To obey what you say, to obey what you require. Teach us, y'all, how to please you and not live life from our own perspective. But teach us, y'all, how to do what's right from your perspective. Continue to grow us up and help us to, to do what you require. So we thank you and we glorify you. Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. Shalom, everyone.